Welcome to Good Enough-ish. I'm Brooke Forey. And I'm Amanda Jefferson. We are two organization-loving friends sharing tips, strategies, real-life experiences, and fails of trying to be good enough-ish at everything we juggle in life. I own Indigo Organizing. I help busy people simplify their lives at home and at work. I co-own Curious & Company Creative, a branding design firm, and I created the Balance Bound Planner that helps you get organized and prioritize self-care. You can find us on Instagram at goodenough.ish, and you can find the show notes over at goodenoughish.com. If you have questions, comments, or ideas for future episodes, email us at goodenoughishpodcast at gmail.com or leave us a voicemail at 484-440-9498. So let's start the show. Let's do it. Hello. Hello. Your <laughs> greetings have, have changed, Amanda. You what used, did I used to say? We always used to be like, hey, Amanda. Hey, Brooke. Now you're just like, hello. Hello. How are you? <laughs> well, it's my signal to you that we're recording. Okay. Okay. Duncan is licking me. He's okay. a licker. Yeah. He's a like, licker. I don't like Duncan. Yeah. He's wearing a little yellow jumpsuit today. So I, for you guys that don't know, Duncan is my step dog. Yes. He's, visiting yes, dog. He spends a lot of time here. He has on a little yellow jumpsuit. He's doing downward dog. He's adorbs. Yeah. Have I told you that we've been like – Walking some neighborhood dogs to really scratch the itch of our kids, mainly Paige wanting a dog. Mm -hmm. Yeah, not like frequently walking neighborhood dogs, but we have a neighbor who let us um, walk her dog, Hank, who's super cute. Um, Was this the new puppy that's right behind? Yeah, he's not so much a puppy anymore. He's getting a little bigger, but he's the Cavapoo. Yes, we have talked about this. Yes. And then another friend has a dog that Nick and Paige went to walk recently. But some friends of ours are getting a puppy, I think, next week, Ooh. and that's just going to What throw. kind of puppy do you it's know? It's actually one of Paige's besties. That's going to put the pressure on. Yeah. Her dad's a listener to Good Enough-ish, so if Ooh. he's listening, I just Ooh. want you to know that you're messing it all up for the rest of us. <laughs> just kidding. We're going to come borrow your puppy and play with it and then give it back when it Aww. has to be fed and cleaned and yeah, cleaned up Yeah, fed and cleaned. Well, you know. <laughs> no, you know what I mean. Like – I don't want to be the one to clean up after it, so they can handle you that can task. Clean your puppy. No, you know what I mean. But like when Paige heard that they were getting a puppy, we were like, "Oh man, here we go." She but, was like, "See, these parents are better than you. They're nicer, mm-hmm, pretty yeah. much." Mm-hmm. So we're gonna All let right. them be the guinea pigs of good luck with that. Seeing how difficult a puppy is. Anyway, Anywho. Amanda, I'm a little tired at the moment because. I stayed up real late reading last night, mm. and I am on a roll with the reading. Lately. I know you are. I'm yeah. still reading the same book I was talking about 4 weeks ago. So, you know, my goal for the year is to read 40 books again, uh-huh. and that includes audiobooks and ebooks uh-huh. on my Kindle. Mm-hmm. Um, but and that's how many I read last year. So I felt like that was a good number because yeah. there were times where I was like, "Ooh, I don't know if I'm going to reach 40." And I like just barely made it Just at the end of by December. By the skin of your by the skin of my teeth. That's another No, by the skin of your teeth? Yeah. Oh, we've I'm thinking like by the hair of my chin, chin, chin. chin. <laughs> nope, different. Teeth don't different have phrase. skin, bro. By the skin of my teeth. I don't know, Amanda. This is going to be on our episode where we just look up all of these strange American. Are they idioms? No. Yeah. Is that an sure. idiom? Yeah. I don't know. All right. Colloquialisms. There you go. 
Anyway, I was up late reading last night and then I looked at my Goodreads where I track the mm-hmm. books that I'm reading and I keep track of books I want to read. I am three books ahead of schedule already. You're crushing it. I am crushing it. And um, there's a couple of really good ones that I wanted to share. If anybody's looking for some good fiction to read. Okay. I really, really loved this book called They're Going to Love You by Meg Howery. That was a five-star read from me. Ooh, five stars. Five star. Sometimes I'm a little liberal with the five stars because like I just think about that person like writing away in their little basement on their typewriter. And I'm like, (laughs) I just am so proud of you. On the typewriter. I don't know. Uh No, but you know, like I just – I feel like writing a book must be so hard. Oh, my gosh. Putting your heart and soul out there. I'm not overly liberal with the five stars, but I'm not – I'm also not super stingy. You're saying you really liked it. I really liked it. It was just like a perfect fiction read for me. It was like an interesting story of family and some turmoil, but it wasn't like soap opera-ish. Anyway, it it was beautiful. It was by Meg Halry. You know that I loved Spare by Prince Harry. That was one that I listened to. Um, I also finally read Lessons in Chemistry by Bonnie Garmus. That's one that I had been seeing around quite often. I haven't heard of that one. Okay. It was great. Right. And then I read a really cute rom-com. This was a four-star read, but um, Nora Goes Off Script. That was another one. So I've just been – I've had a really good run of some mm. books that I have loved. And so last night I was up late reading my first Ellen Hildebrand book. Mm-hmm. I've never read any of her books, mm-hmm. but decided to give it a go. Yeah, we were chit-chatting about that a little bit earlier, and I was telling you about how much I liked Unbroken, written right. by her, which is the true story of a World War II POW who has the most amazing story. But is it actually a true story? It's is a it true historical story. fiction. So is she's retelling – like it's not historical fiction. It's actually – Based on real events. Correct. In terms of like a real person who told her their story. Correct. Sometimes there can be a fuzzy line between historical fiction and actual. Yes. This is not historical fiction. Okay. This is the true story. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. I'm going to have to add that to my list as well. Yes. I am still reading the book. Remember I told you the book of the month that came missing 30 pages. It has arrived in the mail with the pages. Okay. And so I am reading it now and I'm liking it. It's really fun. Did other people, had other people complained about missing 30 something pages or were you the lone? I think I was the lone wolf here. so bizarre. Odd, right? So odd because like, again, from like a p- printing and like book binding perspective, like that book would have looked – it was missing 30 pages. I know. And it was so I was so perplexed about what to do with it because you can't like donate this book. Right. So I ended up just recycling it oh, because yeah. I'm like, well <laughs> – yeah, no one. Like, you don't want to disappoint the person that takes it no. out of a free library, and they're like, "Oh, now I know why they." Mm-hmm. You could put a little post-it in there and just be like, "Just imagine <laughs> what happens." This in is the what next happens. Thirty pages. In the thir- these thirty pages. Yeah, yeah. Just do a I can tell this. This book is absolutely going to be a movie. You know how you can tell. Yeah. Plus, she. I think a couple of her books have been turned into movies, so mm-hmm. I can see. I'm like, who's going to play these characters? Like, I already know this is going to be a movie. I am currently watching Daisy Jones and the Six, which um. was a book that I read by Taylor Jenkins. I tried to read that book and I couldn't get into it. I liked it. I didn't love it as much as Evan – no, The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo. Yes. That was the first Taylor Jenkins read book that I read and loved. Daisy Jones and the Six was good. Um, The show is a little slow. Okay. So I'm not loving it. Okay. But I'm still going to see it through. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. So anyway, I'm on a bit of a book kick. Loving it. Yeah. Amazing. What's, what's new with you? So shout out to Megan. Megan. Because we can't go several episodes, but she responded to talk about my salad. You and I, we were talking about salads in a couple of episodes ago and we're talking about it like in a sweet salad and I, I chimed like in. sweet fruity salad. That I like mm-hmm. my spinach, strawberries, blue cheese, candied pecans Mm. salad. And she said this is her deathbed salad. This is the salad that she wants on her deathbed. Mm -hmm. And she has told me a place close to where we live where they serve the best deathbed salad. Okay. And she's going to bring me one. Okay. Yeah. So I'm really excited that that's coming in my future. Well, I want one too. So tell her to make it too and maybe she can come have lunch with us. We should have her come over one day when we're just recording, bring the deathbed Mm. salad and Megan, maybe Maybe we've been talking about wanting to have guests. I know. I don't know if we have it together enough just because like we both have other businesses and things and like – It's a lot more work to interview people. But maybe it'll be the thing that, like, makes us go big, Amanda. It could be. Because I think we'd be really good interviewers. We would. We'd be so fun. People want to banter with us because they say that they already talk to us. Right. Like, they're in the car, like, oh, yeah, you know, talking back to us. So we want to give them the chance to be in the moment. Yeah. Okay. Something to think about. Something to think about. Who should we interview? Who do you know that's semi-famous that we (laughs) should pitch to interview? Yeah. On this show. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. We have access to several semi-famous people. Well, you're people. best buddies with Gretchen Rubin. Oh, I don't know Maybe about not that. best buddies, but you did have brunch. We breakfast. had brunch, and that is immediate best friend. Brunch oh. equals immediate best friend. I mean. So there we <laughs> yeah. go. You, had, you chit-chat with Jessica St. Clair. Listen. You know? You just chit-chat. There may be another collaboration. Oh, my gosh. In the Balance Bound future. That's all I'll say. She So her best friend, Lennon, Lennon Parham, mm-hmm. I was watching her on Veep the other day. She had like – I think she's been in several episodes, but I saw this one episode. Oh, my God. She was so stinking funny. She was basically like this – advisor, but she would never say anything definitive. So they would ask her, you know, what do you think we should do? And she would just say stuff like, gosh, there's just so much to think about, isn't there? And they'd be like, right, yes, that is so profound. <laughs> I actually, I, that reminds me of my friend Kat. I don't know if Kat listens, but um, I'll have to send her this episode. But there was one time a situation, we used to work together years ago, and there was like a situation that someone was like, what are you going to do? And she was like, I know. What am I going to do? And it was just like <laughs> representing that question back to someone and you would kind of confuse them and they would be like, okay, all right. Right. Yeah. That she kind of ends the all conversation. All of her answer, answers were just like, there are so many ways to think about this. Mm-hmm. Like, gosh, so many options to consider. And people would be like, yes, <laughs> brilliant. <laughs> she never said anything, which at the in the end is sort of what politics is, saying yeah. a lot without saying anything. Exactly. Yes. I love that. Yes. Amanda, I know that a few – well, we had, we had a listener weigh in on our Facebook group um, because you – you know, I've been really raving about this, my Brooke, breakfast. Brooks hearty breakfast. My hearty breakfast, which yeah. I don't think I've taken a single day off from in wow. since I discovered it like two months ago. You're on a streak. I'm don't, on a streak. Don't break the chain. I love it. Uh-huh. It's just like it keeps me full for the morning. I feel ready, ready to go. Um, but you can't have dairy, so that kind of takes out the Greek yogurt. That was Duncan shaking himself. Duncan. So that kind of takes out the Greek yogurt element, which is chock full of nutrition. 
So our listener, Lauren, Mm -hmm. who shout out to her, she also has a podcast called Your Zen Friend, which is lovely. Lauren has a very soothing voice and her podcast is all about parenting and mental health and personal growth. She is the therapist in the hot tub, if you remember that that episode. uh So just a little shout out to Lauren. Hey, Lauren. But she recommended, is it Siggy? Is that how you say that? Sure. Um, that yogurt. I don't know. It's a high protein non-dairy yogurt. So yeah. you have to try that with yes. my hearty breakfast. Yes. Okay. I, I, yeah, because like I said, the coconut one that I'm doing now has lots of sugar and very little protein. And yeah. that's not what we're looking for. That's not that's what basically we're just for. ice cream. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. um I'm gonna try what she recommended. I'm excited about that. I have been doing the hearty breakfast. I do it maybe two or three times a week. Okay. And I load it up with blackberries and blueberries. I just load it up. Mm-hmm. But I did a variation on it the other day. You were telling me this, and this sounded delicious. I did a variation because I was at – I was house-sitting, and so I was – For Duncan's mom. For Duncan's mom. <laughs> and um, I was, you know, testing out some ingredients that she had lying around. And so she had some dried cherries. Mm-hmm. Um, and also had some flax seeds. She had the chia seeds, mm-hmm. um, sliced almonds. Mm. So and then some almond butter with the with the oats. oat meal. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, Brooke, when I told her this the first time, she was like, "Was did you put the oats?" In yeah, because you never mentioned the oats. I'm like, this is not <laughs> actually a variation at all. This is a totally no. The different oats breakfast. are the base. The oats are always the, the base. base. Yes. So I added those, and it was delicious. Still I probably hearty. could have put a little bit of honey in there, maybe okay. a little bit of honey. All right. And it was really good. Love it. Yeah. Okay. I have been making you wait for this, Brooke. I've got I, some bluey gossip. So I see this note on our our little, you know, our little episode notes. Bluey gossip. I haven't told you what it is. I need to know. Tell mm-hmm. me. So I got curious about um, the voices of Bluey. Yes. I have also. Because... We were watching a movie the other day. I think it was called The Lost Dinosaur or something. And it had a snake in it that sounded a lot like Bluey's mom. And Mm. I wanted to know if that snake was Bluey's mom. It was was not. Okay. But it sounded a lot like her. But that led me down a rabbit hole of who the voices are. What got interesting was that – so they do not publicize who the the names of the kids' voices for their privacy – Interesting. But they do say that they are children of the production team. And all the other kid voices that are on Bluey, all the friends and stuff, are also just children of people on the production team. Muffin, the best voice. Muffin. Oh, my gosh. Pom Pom, is that the teeny tiny? Oh. um, Oh, what does she say? Pomeranians are a small but hearty breed. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. She has the cutest little tiny voice. Yeah. But I love it because they don't sound like kid actors. They sound like kids. Yes, they do. And they are. This is the hot gossip, though, Brooke. Hot goss. One episode of Bluey has been banned. And (sighs) there is a second episode that has aired but was banned temporarily. Banned everywhere? Just in Australia here? Don't ask me for details. Listen, if you're going to come to me with hot goss, you need the full- I don't have the details about the gossip. But what I will tell you is, are you familiar with the fluffying episode? Uh, yes, and it really opened a can of worms in our house so, because yeah, you know, the kids think. I mean, farts are always funny to children, uh-huh. and calling it the fluffy and 
the whole thing. What I want to know is, do they call farts fluffies in all of Australia, or does only Bluey's family call farting fluffying? That is a great question. <laughs> so that's because fu- they have charming, like they call, you know, we've talked about bin night, trash yes. night. Like bin sounds so much nicer than like trash can. Trash can, garbage night. So that episode was banned either in certain, some sort, some certain location or for a period of time because it did not, there's a quote, like live up to Disney Plus's family standards. But it's still on Disney Plus. It is. So I think it was banned for a period of time. Okay. Maybe like But there is one that will not show, Brooke. And this is a little crazy one. This one shows, depicts um, Bluey's dad pretending to give birth to Bingo. Okay. 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 Mm-hmm. Why? Because I think I they're so playing some sort of game okay. and okay. why can't daddies have babies and something like that. I haven't okay. seen the episode, Brooke, because it's banned. We're going to have to find this but on the But I think market. you can <laughs> find it black. on the, the dark web. <laughs> the dark web. Yes. Okay. Okay. So I thought that was some hot gossip because yes. the fluffy episode is one of our favorites. Yeah. It's, I, I mean... It grosses you out a bit? Well, it's just like it it's, makes my kids then like reenact the whole fluffy incident. Yeah. And it's like we already, Maybe because I already have to like older. minimize the potty talk enough. I think because Isabel's older, she's not as like right. it's a, the, the potty talk doesn't like. And my kids egg each other on because there's two of them. Right. So, right. yeah. So, yeah, that's one of our favorite episodes. But, uh, yeah, I thought that was very controversial. Okay. All right. Well, we're going to we're going to dig deep. <laughs> I actually right before we started watching Bluey, I had seen um the voices of the dad and mom uh-huh. interviewed I think by Jimmy Fallon. Yeah. And the dad was not an actor. He was literally yeah. just someone who like happened to either know one of the producers or somebody and they heard his voice somewhere and they were like, "Hey, do you act? And he's like, well, no. And they were like, well, can you read? Because he just uh-huh, had a certain uh-huh. – and his voice is very distinct. Yes. And it, it's very fitting to the personality that they have given to Bluey's dad, which is – what's his name? Bandit. 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 Wait, I have a question though because the two of them, the other part that I learned is that they never ever record in the exact same place. Correct. They're in their own booths. But my question is, Brooke, do they record at the same time or do they record their own parts separately and then they stitch it together? Because if that's the case, it makes me a little sad. I do not know. The like I was to that. actually thinking about that watching, you know, all these animated movies. I was like, are these people feeding off of each other when they're do- recording these animated I, movies? I bet they do in some way. Anyway, when I well, when I saw this episode of Jimmy Fallon that they were interviewing them, they said that like they had only just met Correct. in person. But I'm guessing that they because as an together actor, you have booths. to like record well, or know, play off of each other. I don't know. Weren't you ever in the theater? <laughs> yes, I was. Remember yeah. when I died as the Oliver That's old lady? Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know. These are all of the <sighs> I have a more questions than answers. Bluey questions. And this is now a Bluey and Trader Joe's podcast, <laughs> I feel like. Yeah. And well, Megan. We're about to talk a lot more about Trader Joe's. That's fine. All right. Let's take a little break. Let's do it. We'll be back. Okay. You're listening to the Good Enough-ish podcast with Amanda Jefferson and Brooke Forey. Visit goodenoughish.com for show notes with information from each episode, as well as links to all the places where you can find us on the internet. Now, back to the show. 
Amanda, we're back. We're back. And today's topic is inspired by some socks that I just bought. <laughs> so, you know, it got me thinking. So let me just let me take tell it back us a about the bit. socks. I'm gonna tell you about the socks. So we know that when it comes to kids, like I buy the same socks. For Graham. Yes. In either like the short athletic style or the tall, but like I feel like we talked about this in the very first episode. We of did because of laundry. Fish. Correct. Because it takes the friction out of having to fun- to match yes. the socks. I don't have so much luck with Paige because she wants the patterns and the yes. animals and all that stuff. But like one of my main ways to remove friction with laundry is just to buy the same socks for Graham. Yes. So I kind of do the same thing for myself. I have some of like the wool and the, you know, the patterned socks for different Mm -hmm. occasions. But when I'm wearing sneakers or like booties that might show my ankle, I always wear the same black, no show, no slip, um, Hanes socks. They have oh. the little pink Hanes logo on the bottom. Get them at Target. Okay. And I have reordered them a, a several times. At one point, like I had a few different brands and that was creating friction because I was like, oh, wait, I've uh, got the Hanes on the left foot and the different brand on the right <laughs> foot. And then they feel weird. So I finally got to a point where I have just all the same no-show socks. So I don't have to worry about matching yes. them. I just grab two and they're going to be a match. Well, Amanda, Uh-oh. I wanted to buy a few more pairs. So the other because here. I've been a little slow with the laundry lately, I'm like I need to I need to you have a little a margin few more because I've been wearing my my new Nikes a lot yeah and I need the no show socks so bought a new set the other day went to put them on today and I could immediately uh, tell that the little no slip thing in the back the little rubbery piece on okay. the inside uh-huh. is different uh-huh. it is not as effective oh. and the fabric is slightly different mm. and. Lo and behold, when I walked from my back door to my car, it slipped. Oh, and it's a no slip. It's a no slip that's now slipping. So, but of course, I already opened the pack of socks. And once you take one pair out, I could probably take them back to Target. Absolutely. They're very good with returns. But like, I'm just so frustrated. I'm like, why? Why did they change it? I can't stand when I get like attached to something. And a lot of times I'm attached to it because it is, like you said, removing that friction, removing it's the- working th- for you. Right. It removes any extra thought that I have to put into choosing my socks, yes. which sounds like a very small thing, but when you do it every day. Uh, so- Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what are you going to do? I, I don't know. I mean, I have, I have a no-show, no-slip recommendation for you. Right, but they're different. So now right. what do I have to do? Get rid of all the old I see what ones? you're saying. Or maybe I buy a, a new brand, but then I get a different color so I can make I sure. I like that. I yeah, like that. I might do that. So then at least all the black ones will always be the old Hanes ones that I like. But I anyway, like but it brought up for me this, this thought that like, you know, we have this embarrassment of riches. Is that the saying? When we have so many choices at our disposable, but at I feel- At our disposal? Did you say at our disposable? Maybe. <laughs> we have so many choices at our disposal, but we're also at a time when like corporations don't really care about us as people. And so if something isn't working for them or they need a new manufacturer, they just discontinue things or they change a formula or a fabric. And like they don't I, realize it's gonna throw us into a tailspin. It does. And they don't realize how I feel like, especially after the last three years of collective trauma, 
there's just certain things that I have become emotionally attached to in a way that is like deeper than I ever was <laughs> attached before. Uh-huh. And this also comes up a lot in our Trader Joe's discussions. Yes. We all know how I feel about some favorites that have been discontinued. And it's come up a bit in our Facebook group about mm-hmm. people still lamenting things that were discontinued years or ago. Or made differently. Like somebody on the Facebook group talked about the Trader Joe's silver dollar pancakes, went away, came back different. Different formula. And it sounds like her kids are just like my kid who is a forensic food scientist mm-hmm. and can detect you know, minuscule changes yes. in formulas. And so it just, it almost makes me yearn for a simpler time Yes, when it was like you had one type of like mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. My example was Vaseline. Mm-hmm. Like a tub of Vaseline used to just be used for everything Yeah, back in the olden days. And it was just <laughs> getting so old. I know, oh but it was just that single solution. The formula never changed. You knew you could always get a tub of it, and it worked for a million things. Mm-hmm. Part of me like yearns for the simplicity of having fewer choices. So, have you ever heard of this book called The Paradox of Choice? I believe you have told me about it. Okay. So I kind of want to reread this. It was written by Barry Schwartz, Mm -hmm. who is a professor right around the corner at Swarthmore College. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And the description of the book is, okay, The Paradox of Choice, Why More is Less, is a book written by American psychologist Barry Schwartz and first published in 2004. In the book, Schwartz argues that eliminating consumer choices can greatly reduce anxiety for shoppers. Mm -hmm. This is a big difference. Like in Chile, maybe it's – it, Chile is a little bit more like the United States now, but it used to be a lot more relaxing in the sense where you would go and there weren't there wasn't a cereal aisle. Like here in the United States, there is a cereal aisle. I mean, I would I would actually be so super curious about how many cereals are in the aisle. Like mm-hmm. probably a hundred or more, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In Chile, there's like six six. Mm-hmm kinds of cereal. And that is plenty. Right. Or three different types of yogurt or four different types of toothpaste. But you could spend 15 minutes in the toothpaste aisle Mm -hmm. trying to choose the best toothpaste. And do you ever get overwhelmed by those, like having too many choices? Or because I feel like a part of me sometimes gets excited. Yeah. Like when I see all of the cute socks or the cute lipstick colors or the nail polish or whatever, I'm excited by choice, but then it becomes that much more sometimes like debilitating to have to make a decision. Yes. And I feel that so much lately when I'm just like, I just feel tired by a lot of elements of consumerism. And I feel like it's just all of these corporations trying to give us so many options that we just break down and buy them all eventually. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah. Know. A lot of my um, my favorite companies are ones that tend to be on the simpler side. Yeah. You know, like mm-hmm. who gives a crap toilet paper? Here is the toilet paper. Mm-hmm. Order a box of it. Do they or, only have like one? They have two different kinds? Yeah. Basically like two different kinds. Mm-hmm. Or like the Billy Razor. It's like one type of razor. You know, you can choose your color or whatever. But um, Or the Ritual Vitamins, which is another vitamin that I love. It's like this is the me- the women's multivitamin. It's mm-hmm. like this is what we've chose for you. We've made the decision about everything that you need and everything that you don't. And here it is in one vitamin form delivered to your door. Mm-hmm. I feel like in general – our kids have become so accustomed to having so many choices too, but a lot of times it leads to a lot of unnecessary overwhelm. Like you know mm-hmm. that we do our Friday family movie night 
And lately, Paige has been having a really, really hard time helping us all. Like we try to collectively make a decision. It usually ends up being the kids deciding what to watch and that's fine. Yeah. But like even lately, we'll give her, we'll try to narrow it down to three options. But then she knows that all of those other options are they exist and they are at her disposal because yeah. she can just press a button and get them. You know, and we joke about like back in our day, we used to have to go to Blockbuster <laughs> and see what was available yeah. and then you had to go rent it and then you only had it for two and days. Even that was overwhelming. Do you remember going to Blockbuster and like going up and down the aisles? Well, mm-hmm. what do you want to watch? Went, oh my God, it was exhausting. I it just was. I feel like somebody could have been like, and the Friday night movie is I this. No. Everyone is watching this. Sometimes I just kind of wish. For those days, even though I know that there was a lot of um, annoyance in having fewer options. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, Brooke. So I had this razor. It was the Schick. Schick? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Schick Personal Touch. And it was like an amber color and it had this special shape to it. Like it was my mom's razor that she loved. And then so she got one for me and my sister. And you know what I loved about it? It didn't have, first of all, it was, it just shaved beautifully. It worked really well. But I hate the razors. And the Billy razor that I have now has this, but it has a special hook that, or like yes, thing, the little, little magnet, the, the little magnet that helps this problem. Mm-hmm. But I really don't like the, the razors where the, blade detaches so easily from the handle. Mm-hmm. Like you drop it and then it all comes apart. Yep. This chic personal razor, it was like one unit where you would slide on mm-hmm. the replacement. Okay. <sighs> they took it out of – they took it. So for, for a that? while <laughs> – for a while, what was happening, they took it. And like, this was a razor I had used for like 20 years or something. I didn't know what else to do. Mm-hmm. And um, they started discontinuing the actual razor, but you could get the refills. And then the refills started showing up on the black market. Uh. And then like, I guarantee if we looked right now, we would find them. Oh, sure. And they would be like on eBay for like $150 for a four pack. Because there's somebody out there there's who was somebody not out there ready that to give is it holding up. on. And I got the girls, Fernando's sisters in Chile, I got them hooked on the razor. So every oh, single man. time I would come, I would come for with the replacements, like, you know, lots of packs. And I, I had to like sit them down <laughs> and be like, girls, I have some really bad news. Mm. Yeah, they were heartbroken. Do you think it's intentional that these companies just try to get us attached to something and then they discontinue it to just keep us engaged in what they're bringing us next? Like, don't they know that there's diehard fans of that razor or like my old Navy leggings that they keep changing? It's not enough. I think the diehard fans, a lot of times they're just not enough. They're just sitting back and looking at the numbers and being like, you know, okay, but the numbers aren't working. I know my go-to legging are the Vera Wang live-in high-rise leggings from Kohl's. Okay. And when those get discontinued, I'm basically just like never going to leave the house. Well – Because I don't know – I won't know what to do. I stocked up on the – I think they were at one point from Old Navy called Elevate High-Rise Leggings. I am short, so I always have to get the petite version, which is always impossible to find. Like they're always sold out. So anytime that they would be available on their website – Petite, medium, elevate, high-rise leggings in black, <laughs> I would buy like four pairs. Uh-huh. And they would never qualify for whatever sale Old Navy was having either. So like they were a little pricier than, you know, your standard Old Navy mm-hmm. stuff. And then they changed the name to Power Press. Nope, never a good sign. Well, 
I, for a while, I was like, oh my gosh, the Elevate leggings aren't there. But then I'm such a sleuth and I remembered the picture that they used for mm. when they were called mm. Elevate. And I found <laughs> that picture. I was like, oh my gosh, they changed the name, but that's them. So I bought a bunch more pairs. But then again, they it looks like they have discontinued them. Mm-hmm. Our other friend, Megan, we mm. you have Not your the, roommate, roommate mm-hmm. Megan, and then we have a mutual friend, Megan. She recently was getting rid of several pairs and she donated them to me because she knew that I'm emotionally attached to these leggings mm. and they don't make them anymore. So it just it's just one of those things that exhausts I do I do me. need a legging recommendation from our listeners because the Vera Wang leggings while I like them they're just cotton they're so they don't have any like and they get pet hair on them too oh, much so okay. they don't they don't look great i need a legging so what did you love about them then? i love that they are i like that they're high rise and they have a very wide waistband and okay. they are long enough for me so okay. if people out there have a recommendation of a legging with wide waistband that has a little bit more of a slick to it. Not <laughs> slick. slick. Not slick. Okay. But that's just not like ugh, cotton that everything's going to stick to. Yeah. I just right. want all the corporations to know that like we've just had a rough go of it these last few yeah. years. And the suburban moms just really need some consistency and some reliability in the products that they put out there. So please stop discontinuing all of the things. Yes. I know that a lot of people – I don't really get emotionally attached to makeup because as you know, like I still don't really know how to do my makeup. I'm working on it. But I know a lot of people get really emotionally attached to like certain colors that get discontinued and then they stockpile them, but then you're not supposed to keep makeup for too long. And Yeah. Yeah. I remember – I think it might have been Revlon. It was Shelby in high school. Mm -hmm. She would wear – I think it was called like either Just Coffee. It was like a brown. Mm -hmm. It was basically like 90s brown. Mm -mm -mm. With lip liner? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) They discontinued that and I think she bought like 10, 10, you know, tubes of it. So yeah, I can't decide if I just want them to stop discontinuing things or if like we should just go back to the mo- like old times where it's just like, here's your three options. Just pick one. Here's your tub and of Vaseline. be on your way. Just, here's your tub of Vaseline. Just do with it what you will. Yeah. It's, it's just because we're tired. We're tired. I know. We're tired of the Do I sound a little crabby today? <laughs> I'm just really – the socks really – we oh. changed our whole topic for today because I was like, I just really want to talk about how we have so many choices and then these – Big companies just mess with us by yeah. changing formulas. Yeah, you felt really strongly about it. Socks. Yeah, you felt really strongly about I it. I did feel really strongly. So if anyone has some, you know, <laughs> yeah. So I do have the recommendation okay. of the no shows, but it, we just can't get them in black. You're gonna That's have to fine. get them in a different color. Tell me what they or are. I do you know what they are? No. Okay. They're on my Amazon. Okay, and then we're gonna share them with our Correct. listeners. Okay, because I can verify to you that they are in fact. Um, they are, in fact, uh, no slip. Okay. Excellent. All right. We will be back. Okay. Hey, listeners. Amanda here. One of the best ways to support this podcast is by leaving positive ratings and reviews on Apple Podcasts. If you're on an iPhone, find that purple podcast app, search for Good Enough-ish, scroll down to the ratings and reviews sections to tap five stars and write your own review. You might even get a shout out on the show. Your support means so much and will help new listeners find us. Thanks so much. Now back to the show. We're back. We're back. And uh, just as we were wrapping up our last segment, we had a special guest Mm -hmm. pop in. Pop in fresh off the bus. Fresh off the school bus. So Isabel's here with us. And I thought, 
why we can offer her the opportunity to share what's sparking joy. You want to share what's sparking joy as well? Yeah. Okay, come over here and get nice and close to the microphone. Not close. Yeah, that's perfect. That's perfect. So tell everybody, what is sparking joy for you right now, Isabel? Swings. Swings. Tell us more about these swings. Uh, they're sensory swings that we found online, and we decided to order two of them. And we play on them uh, basically every day, and it's really fun because we can do all sorts of stuff on it. Very cool. Where are they? They're in the basement. Oh, yeah. Brooke has never seen the swings. No, you've told me about the swings. Maybe we'll have to show her today. I would love to. We should just record from the swings. Yeah, she's quite the acrobat. I had to to wrap one of the poles in a yoga mat (laughs) because I was worried somebody was going to crack their hand on the end. It should be fine. Details. It should be fine. Love it. Swings. I think... Grown grown-ups need to swing more. I have to say, Brooke, her favorite is the purple one. My favorite is the blue one. The blue one is very relaxing. Okay. Yeah. Anything else you want to say about swings? <laughs> She's got no. her shy face on. Thank okay. you, Isabel. Thank you, Isabel. We'll catch you later. We're gonna keep recording. Okay. We just have one little segment left. Okay. okay. All right, Brooke. Now it's your turn. It's my turn. So, is yours as fun as swings? It's not as fun as swings. It's kind of boring mm. compared to swings, but <laughs> it has been useful. Uh-huh. Um, so, I really try not to be too dependent too dependent. <laughs> I really try not to be too dependent on like gadgets or bins or whatever, yes. like new storage solutions as you know that are just excuses to keep stuff that I don't need. But uh-huh. I found that in our refrigerator, things were getting like lost in the back and, yeah. you know, things were expiring when we forgot that they were in there and we were buying another jar of something that was actually already there that we just couldn't yes. see because it was behind the bread. So I decided to get one of those little Lazy Susans for the fridge and mm-hmm. it has been a delightful addition. Ooh. So it is sparking joy. So it was just one of those little gadgets that we did truly need. Yes. Yeah. And so like the cream cheese is easier to get to now and oh. the jar of cherries or whatever else okay. is on it. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Because I find, you know, the side door is condiments, but then on the inside you do have the pickles and the jellies and the olives and like that kind of stuff that get a little bit pushed back. Yeah. Right? Well, and you have like a wider fridge that isn't as deep. Yes. My fridge is pretty deep because of the layout of our kitchen. Yes. And so things just get they get back shoved there. in the back. Yeah. 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 So I, it also made me wonder where the term "lazy Susan" came from. So that's another one we're gonna have we to look to up. Start guys. writing. This I know. Stuff Who is down? Susan and why is she lazy? Maybe she just really needed a break. Maybe she was tired. I'm still upset about skin of your teeth because our teeth don't have skin. I think that's like an animal reference. By the skin of their teeth. Anyway. (laughs) Anyway, Amanda, what are you doing to do your future self a favor? So one of the things that I have been doing is I have been using my local Facebook group as a search engine. Mm -hmm. So um, especially when we moved, I joined – a local Facebook group here called Westchester PA Moms. It doesn't Mm -hmm. have to be a mom group. It can just be whatever, a community group. But I don't even usually ever post on there. Mm -hmm. Like I'm looking for a dentist or I'm looking for a basketball clinic or I'm looking for a therapist. I just search. Mm -hmm. And there's always great results. And I love it when people chime in like, 
oh yeah, we love that roofer too. And I take my recommendations from there and I go. So because I don't have a lot of time to be going back and, oh, thank you for your comment. And like the information is already there. It's all there. Right. Yeah. I love that too. Um, I am in, I'm in a bunch of Facebook groups that it's either like um, a buy nothing group um, or local moms. So there's different groups for different things. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes I'll search the same thing in three or four different groups. Mm -hmm. You know, it takes five minutes. Yep. And I'll come up with my, like I was recently looking for an optometrist to take the kids to because we have not yet been to the eye doctor Mm -hmm. Um, and found the same recommendation on several different groups from several different people. Uh So I was like, done. Mm -hmm. I'm going to Mm -hmm. her Mm -hmm. because so many people I know recommended her and I don't have to search any further. Yes. Yeah. The other nice little hack about Facebook too is that if you click on the date of when something was posted, it will pull up the post as an individual post. Correct. So then a lot of times if I don't have necessarily the time to go through that or I don't, if I'm worried I won't find it in my saved posts, mm-hmm. I'll take that hyperlink and put it in my to-do app. Ooh. So then when it's like, okay, decide which optometrist we're going to use, I can click on it and I can go right back to that. Gotcha. Thread. Or you can also save posts and create categories Correct. for them in Facebook, which I Correct. also do. I have like a kids folder and a self-care folder, like for, yeah, random yes. things. Like, so you can create those categories too. Yes. A lot of times what happens with me is that I, if I do that and then I go into Facebook, I get lost. You forget. And I forgot why I was actually going in there in the first place. So I like having the link that just hyper focuses me on this is what we're doing right now. Yeah, because you don't often look at like your Facebook feed. You go to like go Um, specifically to a group or for a purpose. Surgeon precision. Surgeon precision. (laughs) Yes. Okay. That's not the phrase. I don't know. It's like a surgeon's knife precision something. There's a phrase about that. Okay. Yeah. There's some sort of idiom. Yes. What is it? Anywho, I'm just, yeah. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah. All right. Well, that was a good little do your future self a favor. Remember Facebook groups, especially when they're based in your community. It's just such a great way to like weed out the bad contractors or people like not to work with. You can also search for those like contractors not recommended, doctors not recommended. Yeah. You can see feedback of real people in your community that you may know. Yes. Yeah. Could you find landscapers, all painters, all kinds of good stuff. All the things. <sighs> okay, Hi. Amanda. This was fun. It was fun. We'll I'll see you all soon. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Good Enough-ish. We will be back each week with new topics, stories, tips, and personal experiences, as well as some good old friendly banter and lots of laughter. Don't forget to find us on Instagram at goodenough.ish. Email us at goodenoughishpodcast at gmail.com or leave us a voicemail at 484-440-9498 with questions, comments, or ideas for future episodes. Thanks for listening. Bye.